Hi, Hi. It's Pete Northside here, and welcome to uh, another World Cup uh, special, uh, Train on Sports focused on football. Uh, as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton, who's taken a, a quick lead in the head-to-heads. Yeah, well, it's, uh, only a, it's only a lead because I had a better-priced winner than you did. Yeah, that's true. You did have a winner. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed my day off yesterday from recording, Pete. I think yesterday's going to be our only day off for about a fortnight, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Yes. Um, well, I mean, it, we, we can, we'll have a quick word about the game. I, I just, I just, I just couldn't believe how easy it was for Ecuador in truth. Well, I mean, Qatar are a pub team. We'd heard sort of rumours that they weren't very good. I mean, there's more and more word coming out that those friendlies that we spoke about, that they had such good records in in, in Marbella, may not even have happened. Um, and now I tell you what, our Senegal minus a quarter that we tipped up for the second game is looking a, a decent bet because it's Senegal minus a three quarters trending towards minus one, Peter. Yes, well, we'll 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 see. Well, I should think we'll know more about Senegal and whatever after today, won't we? As well, yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say is I wouldn't. If any, if any of you listeners have bet Senegal minus a quarter, I wouldn't worry too much about trying to cash out or anything because um, depending on how Senegal looked today against the Netherlands, it's only going one way that line after the way Qatar played yesterday. Um, and another thing, Pete, everybody talking about the heat and that. And yet on the commentators yesterday, we talk about because of the aircon, some of the supporters were wearing coats inside the ground. Yes, it's incredible, isn't it? Well, mind you, the temperature, the temperature, though, doesn't seem well. I mean, well, obviously, we don't know exactly what it's like, but it, it's a sort of mid to high 20s. So, I mean, if you were in Italy in the summer, it would be hotter than that, wouldn't it? It would, it would, but much has been made of it and there's a lot baked into these lines, these goal lines and money's money's been coming for the unders in the last week or so because everybody's assuming it might be slightly lower scoring because of the heat and all of a sudden we might need to readjust those thoughts. Yes, yes. Right, let's start right. We're, we're covering now, we're, we're a day behind. So what we're doing, we're covering Tuesday's games. Obviously, you've got today's podcast. The rest you you can listen to it, to go back to that if, if this is the first time you're listening to us. But anyway, it starts 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> that's early, is it? Early start, but obviously that's one o'clock their time. Oh, I've been at work an hour by then, Peter. Don't give me none of that early start. <laughs> Argentina against Saudi Arabia. Well, Argentina, as we know, that that they they've been they've been in some very good form recently. I mean, obviously this this year they're playing some some sort of friendlies, you know, not you know, not really against top opposition, but you know they've beaten Italy three 0 You know they did well in the qualifiers. Uh, obviously they didn't play Brazil in the qualifiers, but they they've been in, in in very very good form. And they're coming up against the Saudi team. I was a little bit surprised by this. You know that they they. they Last time out, they were beaten by Croatia in a friendly one nil. But they don't lose by by you know massive amounts. I can remember one World Cup when they were being six beaten six nil, or was it eight nil against Germany or something like that? I, I can't quite remember. But you know when you look at their recent outings, you know they've beaten Australia and they, they, they've had a, you know defeats. Their only re- really big hammering was against well not hammering was a, a two nil defeat uh, away at Japan. So. You know, they're, they're, they're coming into this game, you know, I think, you know, they'll be fairly sort of well-organised outfit. And I think Saudi plus two goals is going to be my play here. 
I thought you might go for that, Pete. The, the one thing you've got to be cautious of is Saudi Arabia have scored just five times in their last 11 outings. But do you know what the under and over is recently for Saudi? No. They are on. Under two and a half goals has landed in each of the last 19 Saudi wow. games. Wow. Let that sink in, folks. And these those games incorporate friendlies, obviously, but also World Cup qualifiers and the 2021 FIFA Arab Cup. Now, the first game of the 2018 World Cup, they got hammered 5-0 by Russia. But let's be honest, who really knows what went on in that game? We, we know Saudi and, and Russia have quite a close relationship. It was Mr Putin's game. He was there watching... And I'm not suggesting anything untoward happened, but you never know. This is going to be a walk in the park, surely, for Argentina. But as you quite rightly say, Pete, Saudi will be organised. They have a game against Poland next up, which they will probably half fancy themselves in. And Argentina, their next game is the tough one, the toughest one, Argentina. So it wouldn't surprise me, Pete, as we've seen money come for the unders here. The goal line opened three. It's trended down to two and three quarters. I'm going to take Argentina to win to nil at four to six. That is my bet here. I think it, a low score in Argentina win to nil is probably a scenario that suits both teams. Because, again, I'll, I'll reiterate this. I don't see the big teams really going out on a limb to run up the score against these lesser teams especially early on in the tournament, while they're just trying to figure their way into some form. Next game, we have uh, Denmark against Tunisia. Again, this is an interesting game. The, the line uh, I initially looked at, it was Denmark minus one and a quarter, and it's gone now to De- Denmark minus one. Denmark have been in some reasonable form. You, you know, they've beaten France in that Nations League, you know, twice, you know, in the last year. Uh, mind you, they have had defeats uh, at home and away against Croatia. It, it's very mixed their form, but as we know, that, you know they they got to the semi-finals of the Euros. They gave England some problems, so so obviously they're they're an established side and they're a well fancy side. However, they're coming up against a Tunisia side who admittedly lost 5-1 in their friendly against Brazil last time out. But they were in this sort of, I can't remember, a Kirin Cup in, in, in Japan, uh, where they beat Japan 3-0, they beat Chile 2-0. You know, they, they, they look a reasonable side. Obviously, they come in from African qualifying, whatever. But, but my ratings are suggesting that Tunisia are a decent bet plus one goal. And, and, and that, that's the one I'm going to go with. Well, I mentioned on the pre-world podcast that the Tunisians may be a surprise outfit. I don't mean surprise in terms of that they'll qualify or create major shocks, but I don't think they'll be an easy out. They're not going to be Qatar of this group. They're not going to be brushed aside easily. It's their kind of weather, their kind of climate, and it's not really the Danes' climate. Now, interestingly, you talk about the recent form, and, and the thing that always puts me off sometimes, Pete, back in these smaller nations is their lack of goals. You know, they can get well-organised, they can be disciplined, they can be hard to break down, but it's in the final third that they struggle. But when you look at Tunisia's recent results, they've scored in each of the last five outings. That's included games against Brazil and Chile in the recent matchups that you alluded to. So all of a sudden, we're looking at this Tunisian side saying, do you know what, maybe they, they don't need to 
sort of draw nil-nil or lose one-nil to get a push. Maybe they can actually find a way to score a goal and that totally changes the betting dynamic. I would probably, if I was looking to back Tunisia here, Pete, I would probably look to take them plus one and a quarter at 1.71. I think that extra quarter of a goal gives you a little bit of leeway. But the other option I'm going to take is, I think Tunisia are going to be really well organised, going to be difficult to break down. You can back under one and a half team goals for Denmark at 21 to 20 with Boyle Sports. So there you get the clean sheet for Tunisia and them letting in just one goal and you're getting over even money. I, I think that's a decent bet. I think this is going to be a really tough game for Denmark. You've been looking uh you've been looking at these markets. That's a great bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> that's a great bet. I think especially in these early round games. Um, I'm looking towards team goal markets. If if I think I have a if I think I have an edge, and I think Tunisia are going to be difficult to break down. And yeah. Denmark will be happy to get out there with a one 0 win. I'd be happy with that because obviously the Tunisia plus one would be a push. But that's a good bet. That that yeah. that that I, I like that one. Anything over evens that I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Mexico, Poland, and uh, well, Mexico have got a very good. Uh, World Cup record. They, they, if they if they're in the World Cup, they generally go into the the uh, the last sixteen. Recent form: lost uh, lost against Sweden, uh, lost against Colombia, lost against Paraguay. Um, you know nothing really to shout about here um, for Mexico. However, we do know you know that that, that in in this competition they can be you know uh, a strong side poland they've got a sort of mixed record the last uh, friendly they beat chile uh, nations league they beat wales but they have lost at home to belgium and netherlands which you probably be expect it's a very mixed very mixed sort of setup both sides very mixed but you know i'm i i'm going off the you know how these teams perform in, in major competitions and i think mexico look a very good bet off scratch at 1.95 i also like the looks of the overs over two goals it is uh, 1.92 and as you alluded to earlier you don't know with this competition with the you know uh, the temperatures might not be as as as, as hot as we expect Obviously, Mexico, Poland, this is a tough game. You know, who's going to probably finish behind France? And, you know, this this could obviously be a draw. But I think I think the value is with Mexico, draw no bet. And that would be a bet for me as well. Um, just to correct you there slightly, Peter, they're in Argentina's group, aren't they? Oh, Mexico, sorry. Poland. Sorry, yeah. sorry. That's no, yeah. right. The, the only thing that, that would stop me from deciding, well, not the only thing, but the, the, the word of caution about backing the over two goals here, Pete, is the fact that it means that there's going to have to be three goals. And that means it's either going to be 2-2 two, two, or one of the teams is going to win. And I think this is going to be a really nervous, cagey game here. I think both teams are going to be frightened of losing. They'll know that more than likely Argentina will have beaten Saudi Arabia earlier on in the uh, in the day. And even if they haven't, are they really going to sort of go out on a limb to try and win this game? And even if a team goes one up, can you really see them exerting themselves to find that killer second goal that could leave them open at the back? Now, there have been two or more goals in, in eight of Mexico's last 12 matches, but they're all competitive games, nation leagues, World Cup qualifiers. So there have been goals. But on the flip side of that, they've kept six clean sheets 
in their last eight games. I mean, Poland are the underdogs here and they play, play Saudi next. So I think they'll be extra cautious because I think Poland will be backing themselves. If they avoid defeat here, beat Saudi Arabia, they could maybe squeeze in even by losing to Argentina. You never know. So I think this is going to be a really cagey game. I'm actually going to take the under one and a half goals here, Pete. You can get it at 17 to 10 with Bet Victor or Betway, and that's the play for me. I think, unless this is uh, a well air conned sort of venue where it's very cool, I think this is going to be a slow, boring, turgid game. Both teams scared of losing. Yes. What's your selection there then? Under one and a half goals at 17 to 10. We'll see you guys some some good, yeah, interesting, interesting. I'm going for some boring games, Peter. Let's put it that way. <laughs> France v Australia. France, obviously, holders France. France have only won one of their last six matches. That was in the Nations League against Austria. They've been in some. I, I have to say, I think they've been in some really patchy form at the moment. As we mentioned in the the preview, without Pogba and uh, Kante, it could be, you know, it could be interesting. Really, they're coming up against the. And an Australian team that don't really play anybody of any real significance. I mean, you know, they, they did obviously well in their their qualifying games, and and they don't play many friendlies. They played a couple of friendlies against New Zealand recently, which they beat, beat both of them. But that really doesn't say anything. But I still think one and three quarter goals is 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 the way to go. And 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 I would sort of, you know, I think it's a weak a weak selection. But I would go Australia plus one and three quarter goals. Yeah, the line's bouncing around at the moment. Just having a look, Pete. The prevailing line's one and a half. Um, I think it's ticked down. Yes, maybe. oh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, that this is. I just want to say a couple of things. This These prices are moving very quickly now, aren't they? Yeah, I think most of this movement has come since the news that Benzema misses the tournament. And I think that's another key blow for France because they haven't got Pogba or Kante. And. Let's put it this way, though. France have only scored five goals in the last six games. They were all Nation League games, so they were competitive. Yet Benzema was available for those games. So even the loss of him shouldn't really, in my mind, move the line a quarter of a goal. And the the French are enigmatic. Do we know what we're going to get from them? The kangaroos or socceroos, whatever... Um, you want to call them. They'll be fit, organised, disciplined. They're, they're three words that I use for most of these lesser nations. <coughs> now, as you say, Pete, it's quite difficult to assess Australia because they never play anybody really of any note. Their geography plays into that because, you know, in these international breaks, you know, you can't have Premier League players and players from Italy jetting off to Australia for a day, then coming back. It, it's just not feasible for them due to the geography of the world for them to have huge amounts of high quality friendlies. I genuinely, this is the first game, Pete, of the eight that we've covered where I don't really have a clue. I genuinely haven't an idea of what we're going to sort of expect from either team, to be honest. I won't be watching this game, so I'll be down at the mighty Sinsel Bank watching Lincoln against Morecambe in the yeah. Pizza Trophy. I'll be watching uh, Peterborough versus Chelsea under-21s. <laughs> so I will have this on my uh, on my earpiece on Five Live or whatever. Will whilst, you? whilst me and the other 11 under or however many are there are watching Lincoln Morecambe. And I'm probably 
going to be pleased that I'm not going to see it because I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm literally just taking a chance here on the enigmatic nature of the French, and I'll take 13 to 10, which is widely available on the yes on both teams to score. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I haven't got a clue what's going to happen. So, in some ways, I'm praying for an entertaining game. <laughs> well, I just don't know if I can trust the French to keep a clean sheet. Right. We'll go through these. Uh, well, I, I, I can. I, my, my selections are going to be Saudi plus two, Tunisia plus one, Mexico off scratch, and that is a, a, a firm bet. Uh, that's one of my special bets. And Australia plus one and three quarters. So I'm going to take Argentina to win to nil at four to six. I'm going to take under one and a half team goals for Denmark at 21 to 20. In the Mexico-Poland game, I'm taking one and under one and a half goals at 17 to 10. And then in France-Australia, the yes on both teams to score at 13 to 10. Well, it's been a... Yeah, that, like I say, the, the, thing, the, the thing that I am noticing at the moment, though, is that prices are moving. So if you want to get, if you think you've got a good thing, I'd, I'd get on it quick, to be honest. Me too. And hey, Peter, Wednesday, looking at the card, a little advanced warning. Should be the most straightforward day of the opening round of fixtures, I think, if you've had a chance to take a peek yet. Some yes, I, I, yeah, I, I, I have had a look. I, I'm a little bit, yes, it, it doesn't look, it, 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 yeah, it doesn't look a great um uh, days matching that does it although it'll be interesting to see how Morocco go and also it'll be interesting to see you know Canada people are talking about Canada but I've, you know I just don't see it really but we shall yeah. see no unless it's moose hunting I'm not sure the Canadians <laughs> are uh, the world experts in anything right then we shall be back tomorrow morning and uh, good luck everybody well b- best of luck everybody and one final thing come on England <laughs> Right, speak to you later then.